0: Bullshit is everywhere. Bullshit is rampant. Oh, we don't have time for this. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey. Hey, Ray. how's it going? Oh, it's going good, right? Yeah. Listen, um, you know, we, we, we've been doing the Bullshit Filter series on the war on drugs, and um, but I wanted this other stuff. You know, one of the things we've always talked about with this series mm-hmm. is um, talking about contemporary news in in somewhat real time. Right and we haven't done a lot of that yet we keep sort of toying with the idea and and um, there's just been a number of stories this week that i i wanted to talk about so yeah. i thought we might do a little you know interstitial episode in between Ooh, just the tip uh, i got it uh, our other things just just the yeah. tip yeah yeah, yeah. just cuz i got to get some shit off my chest please the first is the cambridge Analytica news oh so for people that are listening in the future um What's time travel like? And B, (laughs) we're recording this uh, 23rd of March, 2018. Um, So the news broke this week that uh, the British firm Cambridge Analytica, which is sort of a division of the SEL group, um, Cambridge Analytica got a lot of funding from an American, though, Richard Mercer, has been heavily involved in... uh, uh, playing a role, uh, they claim, in getting Donald Trump elected, Mm -hmm. playing a big role in Brexit. They also claim to have been involved in manipulating elections around the world. Mm. Basically, they're they're sort of a big data shop, um, and it came out the news this week that they had illicitly got the the personal data of 50 million Americans to use in the uh, last election campaign um, f- through some a- an app that a researcher created you know when you see these apps on facebook that are like you know what is what's your personality profile answer all of these questions yeah. so that app that app you know, never don't fill do those that. Things out they're fucking they're fucking stupid you idiots if you ever fill those out you're an idiot right.
1: never fill those don't be out. an idiot anymore uh, right
0: they're taking your data and using it. Now, in this case, now, Facebook's argument mm-hmm. is we never sell that data to people. We, we, we don't sell your data, your name, address, you know, what you think. Right. Um, the data that Facebook makes available, they claim, is always anonymized. Anonym, anon, anonymized. Anonym, anonymous. Anonymous. It's anonymized. Right. No, an
1: <laughs> Made anonymous. Meet
0: uh, anonymous. Let's go with that. <laughs> um, so if I go, if I want to promote one of their podcasts and I go to Facebook and I want to boost a post right. or buy an right. ad, I can say, target... Males aged between twenty five and fifty five that live in America, UK, yeah. Australia, and Canada that are interested in ancient Rome or ancient Greece. Um, you know, you, you, you can target, but I don't get to. I gonna say, target John Smith right. at forty seven Big Dick <laughs> Street." You know, it's it's. <laughs> I, I'm looking at metadata. Yeah, yeah. You know about who these people are. Somehow, uh, these guys, uh, the Cambridge Analytica, got hold of far more personal data, apparently, and Facebook saying it's not a breach. They didn't hack our system, Her? but they got access to data that they shouldn't have been able to get access to because this researcher collected this data and and then gave it um, uh, 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 to these guys or sold it to these guys. Now, here's here's the thing about Cambridge Analytica. Right. Um, they're a British firm that are known to the British government and they've been doing this stuff with the knowledge of the British government for quite a few years. Ah, We know that because the British government, according to Christopher Wilkie, who's a whistleblower, ex-Cambridge Analytica programmer, <clears throat> at least according to, to his uh, testimony the British government were clients of Cambridge Analytica. Mm. And you look at a lot of the countries where Cambridge Analytica have influenced elections, a lot of them are ex-British Commonwealth domains where we know the British still have vested interests. Right. Um, so here's the thing. Like, we've had, we've had a lot of outrage coming out of America over the last 18 months over the idea that the Russians may have or or did try and influence the uh, outcome of the American 2016 presidential election. Uh, But you're not hearing the same sort of outrage around Cambridge Analytica, who everyone knew that these guys existed. I've been reading newspaper reports about them for at least two years. Everyone knew that they were try to influence the outcome of the election as well. They're a British-owned company, Um, and yet you're not getting the same outrage out of the Americans or the British. Uh, There's no uh, um, sanctions placed on England because these guys were doing this stuff and they Ah. were a British firm. Now, I've made this argument on Facebook, and people have said, well, that's because... You know, the the British government aren't controlling these guys. So what? They knew that these guys were doing it. They enabled them. They allowed them. They they were a client of theirs. So I think you're really splitting hairs to say we should put sanctions on the Russians for trying to influence the outcome of the American election. But the British get away scot free right. even though there's a there's a British firm known to the British government that's trying to influence the american election do you as an American do you see a huge amount of difference between the two
1: i I would think that the average um for the average American that's like one um, i'm not sure if the average American understands exactly where the the Russians were trying. To influence, it sounds like this company did a, had a, 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 did a better job of it because they had specific information. Um, and two, yeah, the average American will think that the Russian organization that was doing it was either directly reporting to Putin or he had some kind of control over it. That's why we're mad at them. Uh, another point is, oh, are they the British? They are allies or whatever. I, I think to answer your question, I don't think the average American truly understands what is going on. Because, yeah, where is the outrage? The outrage, as far as I know, over here listening to the news, it's all focused on Facebook. It's not focused on the company in Britain. It's all focused here.
0: So Facebook, as I understand it, enabled the app that collected the data that people gave willingly. People gave the data willingly to this app. They fill out these stupid fucking surveys. Right. You give your data willingly to Facebook. Now, admittedly, you you do it uh, in the hope that they're not going to make it available to uh, right. for
1: illicit purposes. Th- there's an understanding. Right, like, right.
0: We all know that any time we fill out anything online, that there's a fairly good chance it's going to end do up we? being... Do we? I... Throw into something I no. You I, think so? I think you're
1: giving some people too much credit.
0: Maybe. I, I think you know anyone with half a brain knows that when you fill this information and in, it goes into a marketing database so,
1: somewhere. Yeah, I have two questions. One is is Bannon connected to this company? I thought I had heard something that he had some kind of connection. And two, is what they're doing not technically illegal? Which is why maybe the British government hasn't come down upon them.
0: Well, I mean, this is the these are two good questions. Now, um, yeah, uh, Bannon was involved in Cambridge Analytica, mm-hmm. as I said, Richard Mercer. Uh, was was heavily involved in it I think through funding and with that funding some sort of control Mercer's uh, an American uh, billionaire right. he was a major supporter of Ted Cruz during the Republican primaries in the 2016 elections mm-hmm. uh, he runs a company called Renaissance technologies they are they're a hedge fund um, so yeah he's he was a Uh, a a big supporter of Breitbart News, Ah. financial supporter of Breitbart. And when he decided he wanted to get involved in uh, influencing the presidential election, he got involved in supporting uh, uh, um, Cambridge Analytica. Um, and, And I think as a result of that and his connection with Bannon, Bannon ended up playing a role in uh Analytica as well at least in in their role in uh, uh manipulating uh voters or, or advertising to voters let's call it that I don't want to call it manipulating advertising to voters in uh the American election Okay um now here's the question that I posted on Facebook let me ask you, Ray, as an American, how many ads would you need to see on Facebook from Cambridge Analytica or, or, or stories that they managed to get into your feed that would convince you in the next elections to vote for Donald Trump?
1: <laughs> there is there, no number.
0: So no amount of advertising could convince you to vote for Trump. Right. Right. So what are are people upset about here? How did Cambridge Analytica really influence the, the, or or Russia, for that matter, Mm -hmm. um, convince, influence the American election? So what they really did, as I understand it, is they manufactured stories, some were fake, some were real, about Hillary Clinton and or Trump and other candidates as well to, to uh, uh, send out to people in America during the the election season and these people based on the information decided how to vote or whether or not they should vote
1: right okay
0: yeah because you know there's a lot of people who in America because you have um, a voluntary voting system a lot of a lot of the Challenges. It's focused on swing voters, but also getting people off their asses to actually get out and vote right. um, on Election Day. Um, so <clears throat> it's not like, I don't think, people who voted for Trump wouldn't have voted for Trump without seeing these ads. It maybe it got them off their ass to go out and vote for Trump, but it didn't really convince people who might have voted for Hillary Clinton or somebody else to go and vote for Trump. So really, what was the impact that they had? But Get, Getting yeah. people to vote according to their conscience or according to who they thought was the best candidate?
1: I, I don't know the answer, but I, I would think the counter to that argument would be if that's the case, then why does anybody do any kind of ads polling or anything like that if it's not going to change anybody's, um if it's not going to change anybody's vote? I think there are people there were probably some people uh, that were on the fence and that maybe had nudged them. but yeah, I think the vast majority of the American people already knew who they were going to vote for, and those ads did not affect them one way or the other.
0: Yeah, look, you're right, and I I accept the fact that, uh, as I said before, a a lot of the advertising is focused on swing voters Mm. or people that are on the fence, um, as well as getting, you know, to uh, figuring out how to activate um, voters that aren't going to get off their ass. But at the end of the day, I think, uh, uh, you know, the amount of... And I know Trump didn't win by much. In fact, he lost the popular Mm -hmm. vote and he only won because he got a couple of electoral votes over the line. But um, I I really don't know how much influence either the Russians or Cambridge Analytica had on (laughs) the way that people voted at the end of
1: the day. Well, maybe that's not the goal. Maybe the goal was just to sow discord. If you, I mean, you're right, you're not going to get most of the people to I mean I will never vote Republican again for the rest of my life, but the point is if you just want to work people up, if you don't want them to think, if you want them to feel, if you want them to only react emotionally and just keep the waters choppy, if that's your goal, then you know having the detailed information of 50 million Americans, you really know what can figure out how to push their buttons
0: yeah because America was such a peace- loving and harmonious place for the previous
1: <laughs> that's two hundred that's years. that's very funny and that's very entertaining, and that's certainly got an element of truth. But if you can keep your adv- an adversary country worked up politically and they feel like they're arguing with other Americans and not the Russians, isn't that all to the good if you're not an American?
0: Yeah, no, I'm sure all of the discord in American politics is because of the Russians. Well, yeah, I was just using an example. Again, I think it's a fairly minor role that any of these people have played. Secondly, getting back to this issue, I mean, how is what Cambridge Analytica did, again, they're a foreign firm, uh, any different from what the Russians did? And why aren't the Americans throwing sanctions at the UK for allowing this to happen? as they're throwing them at Putin. So the second idea is this this thing that I hear that uh, Putin... You know, there's this this perspective of Putin that you get in the American media, like he's some kind of James Bond supervillain right. who is uh, single-handedly in control of a country of 145 million people. <sighs> it's just ridiculous. And the fact that people buy into it just says something about the level of stupidity what? of Putin. Uh, yeah. Let,
1: let me let me turn that question. You're absolutely right, but as we see in all the Star Wars movies, you don't have to control an entire country or an entire planet. All you got to do is control the person in charge of the planet or the country. Now, I don't really buy that into that either. But the point, is, the the main point is, or the main question is, why in the fuck can't Trump bring himself to say anything bad about Putin? I would I would give my left testicle. I would give somebody's left testicle to know the answer to that.
0: Yeah, well, look, I assume... I mean, that's a good question. I assume that Trump actually admires Putin like he admires Duterte mm-hmm. in the Philippines, and, and he probably admires Kim, too. Like, Trump is a strong man, or he likes to portray himself as a strong man. He likes strong men, right. uh, uh, political leaders. So there's... There's that. I mean, he doesn't have to have been bought out by Putin to admire Putin. Right. I mean, the type uh, of man Putin is. They're, they're, yeah. they're in the same mold mm-hmm. of of political leader, right? Uh, he would love to be Putin. Putin's basically, you know, been at the top of the the uh, Russian political system going on eighteen years. Um, but here's the thing about Putin. He he's not a supervillain. Right. And he doesn't run Russia with an iron fist. Um, people want to read more about this. Look up the term SILOVIK, um, S-I-L-O-V-I-K. So uh, if if you read a lot of Russian political um, analysts, they talk about the SILOVIKI or the SILOVIKs a lot. Mm-hmm. SILOVIK is a Russian word for politicians who come out of the security or the military services, you know, their, their former... KGB or GRU or FSB uh, guys who have risen to the top post uh, Gorbachev and and Yeltsin to running a lot of the economy and and industry uh, and and the military Mm -hmm. apparatus in in Russia. Um, Guys like uh, uh, Sergei uh, Ivanov, Viktor Ivanov, uh, Sergei Shoigu, uh, Igor Sechin, um, Mevdev, you know these guys. There's, there's a whole range of them that cre- that basically run Russia, as far as I can tell. Right. They're not a cohesive group. They're not a cohesive party. Um, and and Putin is basically sitting in the middle of all of these guys. He's the he's the face of all of these guys. Think of it as the like the deep state in the United States. Right. Like we know that Trump. And even most of your your congressmen and women are really just the public face of a much deeper apparatus that runs the united states. the The deep state elite, they're the guys with the money, the guys who control the military, the guys who control the media, the unelected elite that have been around, or they they st- you know they're not they don't come and go every four years with elections. they They've been there. For a very long time and certain congressmen and senators that that have been there for twenty thirty years that don't come and go these are the people that really run the country the president's just the, the face that gets ends up in the newspapers mm. uh, he's if anything he's he's more of a puppet of these people than the people running things Putin seems to be very much the same way. I'm not suggesting he's a puppet of these guys. He's one of these guys. He's obviously ex-KGB. Right. But he's just the front man for a massive apparatus that runs Russia. He's not this supervillain in a fucking island cave with <laughs> his sharks with freaking lasers on their fricking heads.
1: Petting a cat uh, with no hair. At, and it kind of, it just
0: bugs me when I see him portrayed in the American media as this kind of supervillain. And then I see people on Facebook assuming Nothing happens in Russia without Putin knowing about it. Putin's in control of everything. Fuck off. It's a, it's a country of 145 million people with a massive security apparatus. He doesn't have the hours and the day to know everything yeah. that's going on. He's just one of a massive infrastructure of, of people who are running things in Russia. Um, if you want to read more on this... Um, I recommend reading Nina Khrushcheva. Uh, she is the granddaughter of Leonid Khrushchev, who is the eldest mm. son of Nikita Khrushchev. Right. She's American-Russian uh, academic now, Russian-American academic who writes a lot about what's going on. But, yeah, look at these guys. Uh, try and get a more or, or well-rounded understanding of how Russia is running. Stop buying into the... You know, American media always does this. It's a bit like the stuff we've been covering about the coverage of marijuana. You know, there's always these... Um, it, it's much easier to focus people's anger and fear and hatred on a single person, whether it's Saddam Hussein or the Ayatollah Khomeini mm-hmm. or, or, or Kim or... Um, fucking. Stalin, and, and now Putin. You know, they always like, or Castro, they'd like to pick one guy and, and position him as this evil villain. And people buy into it so easily. They've been conditioned over decades and generations to buy into this evil supervillain fucking... Um, the, 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 who's the guy in Superman, the bald guy? Lex Luthor. Right. They're conditioned to buy into the Lex Luthor archetype. Right, mm-hmm. and that's not the case, you know. We, we on, on all of our shows, we've gone to extreme lengths just trying to explain there's no such thing as good guys and bad guys, right? <laughs> everyone has everyone sits in the middle somewhere, there's a spectrum. People have agendas, and you know, they have political agendas, economic agendas, military agendas. They're worried about security, they're worrying about economic stability, and and and
1: they have
0: uh, uh, agendas that we may agree with or we may not agree with, but it's not helpful to classify people in this binary kind of good versus right. evil. Don't work that way, um, model. Yeah, no, it's 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 childish and it's immature, and it and it it's easy to buy into because of some of the stuff that we've talked about on the shows before, like this inbuilt xenophobia that people have, and 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 also it prevents you from having to think too deeply. Mm. If you can just go, oh, he's a bad guy. He's a villain. Yeah. He wants to take over the world. Um, uh, it, it, basically stops you from having to, to think and read and, and think more deeply around. Well, okay. So what would, if you were Putin, what would your agenda be? What do you think his real agenda is? Uh, what makes sense based on your understanding of human psychology and human behavior? Um, So, anywho, um, yeah, that's my thoughts on that. You look at um, some of the other guys worth reading about, Dmitry Mevdev, Dmitry Rogozin, uh, uh, Vyacheslav Volodin. Look up all these guys. There's a a bunch of them that are sort of the deep state in uh, Russia today. Um, final thing before we go, I wanted to talk about in the short show, I wanted to talk about the Austin, uh, bombing and the coverage of that, mm-hmm. uh, as you've seen Ray, yeah. Mark Condit is a guy that, um, apparently, uh, if, if the media is to be believed, uh, was behind the bombings in Austin, Texas over the last uh, month or so, um, blew himself up, uh, uh, supposedly, uh, the other day when the cops were, uh, about to arrest mm-hmm. him. Young guy, 23, uh, raised uh, apparently as a homeschooled conservative Christian, um, had written some stuff a few years ago about being anti-abortion and anti-gay marriage, uh, left a suicide confession uh, uh, um, on his phone that the police have. They haven't released much of the information on that. But it's just interesting the way he's getting positioned in the American media um, as the Austin bomber, There's no mention of him being a terrorist uh, because he's white and Christian. Now, people have said, when I mentioned this, people have said, well, you know, we have no evidence that he did have uh, uh, political or social (coughs) aims, you know, terrorism. The idea of terrorism is you're trying to bring about political change or social change through the use of terror. Um, Now, that's true. We don't know what his motives were at this stage, but... What's interesting is how cautious the media are in right. using the T word when they're dealing with a white Christian, all-American
1: boy. He, I was just going to say he was white. His victims were not white, and if, if I if I've got this right, he had some other names of people he might have planned to mail stuff to in the future who aren't white. And the sheriff or the whatever the guy was giving the uh, report was saying that he was a very challenged youth he was a college dropout he was unemployed uh they didn't say he was troubled they said he was challenged but you're absolutely right they danced around the t- the word terrorist to the point where it just disgusted me and I had to turn turn the news off
0: look anyone who goes and kills yes. a whole bunch of people is y- is trouble you, you, to some well, three.
1: you go by their actions. I don't care what's in his head. He's literally killing people who have not done any harm to him. They have something in common. They're not white. He is terrorizing this area.
0: Well, yes, but look, I, 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 I do agree that we have to be careful when we use the word terrorist. There is a definition of terrorist. It's somebody who uses terror to try and bring about socio or political mm-hmm. change. Um. And, and if his motives weren't to do that, uh, then fine. He's not a terrorist, although <laughs> the way he's being portrayed, he's just a, uh, uh, an angry young man who liked bombs, like blowing shit up, really. Yeah. Um, but the, the point isn't whether or not he is a terrorist. Uh, it's about how careful the media is mm-hmm. to um, get ahead of themselves or not to get ahead of themselves when dealing with a white American Christian. Right. As if he was, if, if he had a Muslim name oh, and a Muslim background yeah. and dark skin, you know that the media would be banning about terrorism and asking about his affiliations to this, that, and the other. But because he's a Christian um, and white, they're being much more circumspect yeah. with all of that. And I just think it's interesting to pay attention to the different ways that the media and and police and and government uh, officials handle these situations when it's a white Christian boy yeah. as opposed to, uh, you know, and it's the same with the guy who shot up uh, Mandalay Bay. Uh, you know, he, he was a lone wolf. It's always the, if you're a white person, you're a troubled lone mm-hmm. wolf um, and, and we steer clear of what you're, Political uh, uh, agenda might have been right. Um, if it's if it's a person of Arab uh, extraction, then immediately we we're talking about um, terrorism and they hate our freedoms.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Well, that's just a bit of a rant. I needed to get that off my chest. Uh, back to uh, talking about weed. Yeah. In next
1: episode. You pitch. I'll receive.